keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Heaven Marks. I am the king of sad style, the male with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps. What up, what up? And Robert Andy Cups Carpolis. I am honored to accept your nomination. Thank you. And Zach. Hey. Let's get to the 10 count. Number one, Sonia Deville is an even bigger lesbian. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, I just imagine that this experience, you know, is going to make men seem even less appealing to her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was uh, the, the number one out of 10 count. Very scary story this week. A, uh, a, a obviously mentally unstable fan. Uh, attempted to, or did sneak into Sonya Deville's place with uh, wrist ties and a knife. And, uh, I mean, according to Meltzer, apparently this was due to him being scared that her hair was going to be cut. Dude, I I heard Meltzer say that, and that's Meltzer trying to rationalize this. (laughs) Dude, Meltzer spent like 20 minutes talking about how uh, Sonya and Mandy broke kayfabe. Oh, I I heard that. That They were together. Yeah, he's like, nobody seems to care. Yeah, because they were almost murdered, you fucking goonie. Another thing, too, people have been, I think Meltzer brought this up, and people have been bringing this up, and they're like, well, surprisingly, like, he was actually a big fan. <laughs> like, how is that surprising? Not surprising at all, of course. He loves her. He thinks she rules. <laughs> what the police report said that was so strange, it was it talked about how he wanted to kidnap her for a week, and he was going to let her go once she answered all of his questions. So I feel like he was just trying to get her on his podcast, and this was the best idea he could come <laughs> up with. Though, I'm very thankful, because I actually went and did this, I wanted to make sure that he wasn't following me on Twitter and that he's not following this podcast because uh, we don't want to lose a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, our next co-host is going to be this guy. <laughs> Maybe he'll get Yeah, but after, so, so after the incident, she like finally checked her, her DMs. And found and, uh, tons of messages from He was guy. messaging her like, lot, like, right, like moments before he was in the apartment. He's like, I'm in the backyard. I'm going to kill your fucking friend or something like that, right? Or Oh, Jesus. I, I didn't Who keeps the their DMs? That, this is, like, every, every, every woman who's in the public eye um, and, like, has to deal with... I remember when I was working on Nikki's show, like, she showed me her unread Instagram messages, and it's just insane. Like... Yeah, just, and it's like, it's like you, you shouldn't read them, but then also you have to in a situation where, like, if someone's telling you they know your address or they know where your mother lives, like, you do need to know that. 
So, hey, ladies, sucks to be you. I guess you do have to read all those DMs. <laughs> Just in case they're in your backyard and they're convenient <laughs> enough to life. let you know. What I, the funny thing I thought of was when I saw that this guy was a fan, there was a moment, and this is why I hate being a wrestling fan, where I thought Cornette must be so pissed because he would have hoped that, you know, she's a heel and he was there to get revenge on her for being a shitty heel and that would have made her a more effective character. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was shocked when I heard the news and hopefully this guy is in a mental institution for a long time. Uh, you know, and, and or gets fixed, whatever the fuck is wrong with them gets fixed. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like when you're dealing with somebody who's that insane, it's not like you're right, you're really with the you're, you're hoping for medication and that this person just stays as far away as possible. The, these are the people who believe WWE is completely legitimate and, and this is authentic. And it puts that really uncomfortable light on saying, oh, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, because then everybody just lumps you in with the guy who, who tries to kidnap Sonya Deville to save her hair from a gimmick mesh. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think he should be a surprise uh, uh, opponent for Cody Rhodes. Um, <laughs> I think if you, want, if you want this to be a war, this is how it happens, all right? <laughs> Hide with the man who tried to kidnap and potentially murder Sonya Deville. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Uh, anyway, uh, thoughts and prayers to Sonya Deville and you know her whole family and Mandy Rose and all that. Scott just rolled his eyes. <laughs> well, what? I don't know. You know, you know, like Renee, Renee Young listened to the show for a little bit. You know, you never know. Um, wait, 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 she listened to this show. Well, she was actually no. She she listened to me and Nikki's old podcast. I don't know if she listens to this one, but you never know, guys. How'd you find that out? What was that awkward conversation? Uh, she followed me on Insta on Twitter, and then I I was like, hey, I'm a big fan. She's like, hey, I'm a big fan too. So, and Dan's like, I'm in your backyard. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved my own head. All right, number two, go home Monday Night Raw. What did you guys think of the show this past week? I'll start out. Um, I was really nervous in the beginning of the show because it was, it felt like it was like on track to being like a pretty bad raw, you know, I think they even brought back like the levitating like drumstick or something like that um, for like, or, or called it back. So I'm like, well, this is going to be terrible. Um, but I, I guess the reason I want to talk about go home raw is me, Scott and Mike Lawrence got in a debate about this, uh, you know, over text. Do you think, like, do you think it really hurts these guys to have people like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair brought back to try to push a feud? Does it hurt their product long term by leaning on all these part timers, um, or does it does it help? What about you? What do you think, Robert? I think it helps because I think that it's gonna it's gonna pop a number theoretically if somebody knows, hey, this guy's gonna be on. I need to tune in and see what happens because there are still casual wrestling fans who may see this on Twitter and be like, hey, I want to see what Shawn Michaels is doing or subsequently hear about it and be like, oh, this guy attacked a wrestler that I know. It okay, has a little bit how more. Many, how many of those fans that tuned in to see Shawn Michaels and then saw his hat fall off are going to ever watch television again? Like, I would just call it quits. I, I'd do a yoga retreat for at least a couple months. 
Yeah, Sean. Sean I, I made it made a, me I, so sad. It made me so so legit. This might be the first person that I saw like the aging is bothering me. Oh, I made the joke on Twitter when it happened, where I was like, "Oh no, uh, Randy Orton just attacked Paul Heyman." Oh wait, no, no, that's Shawn Michaels. Um, that hair, <laughs> it was it's the brutal. comb over. Just keep it bald, dude. Like it was. It's this is why he keeps the hat on. This is why he looks like every retired Marine at a Cracker Barrel. Dude, he, he needs a Bam Bam fucking, tattoo. He he looks like fucking Frankenstein. It's awful. You know, the way that his hair is, and it's like that uh, that what, with a commercial with Jason Momoa where he takes off the the arms <laughs> and the hair. He's like, this is what I really look like. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's 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 just break down the rest of the show. Uh, we open with Retribution taking out WWE's uh, TV production truck. Was that a cameo from Kevin Dunn? I didn't see Dunn. I saw I saw Kerwin Silphies, uh, the the oh, director. Okay. Who's but the guy? No. Is that Kerwin Silphies, the guy who looks like like he's a uh, you know like a like almost like a fat white guy with dreadlocks? No, Kerwin Kerwin's about a hundred years old with a, with a white beard. I don't know who the guy with dreadlocks was. Yeah, I thought but, it was like uh, the guy from Cannon Crows for a second. I'm like, oh shit. Um, then we also got uh, Ray and Dominic fighting off Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy pretty standard the, the, the only thing I, I guess i wanted to talk about is that this is the first time we've seen the three horsewomen together oh well, i guess we saw them like back when ronda was there they'd be in the audience uh, but for the most part it seems like this is the closest we've come to like maybe hinting that they're gonna be a faction in raw underground I think by the time they finally actually do something, the, the bloom is going to be off the rose because they've already been part of NXT. We, we've already established that Ronda's probably not coming back for a long time if she's coming back. And right. then by the time that they finally get around to being a, a cohesive unit, you wanted to see them against the WWE Four Horsemen, but who knows if and when Becky Lynch is ever going to be back. So I think they kind of missed, uh, missed the boat on this a little bit. Oh, and this this just in, I'll, I'll just group this with Monday Night Raw news, but there is a rumor that Shane McMahon will be taking over for Bruce Pritchard as head of creative on Monday Night Raw. Oh, hell yeah. yeah whatever be- gets him off doing whatever commentary he was doing during Raw Underground, where all he just kept doing was yelling, oh, that's so sick. That's so sick. No, no, no. That's so sick. He is an Axe Tan body spray come to life, and it's so fucking annoying. Well, he's also got like that. He, you know, it, it, he's he's starting to get kind of like Stallone body, you know, where it's just kind of like puffy in weird places. I, I it, thought it, the, uh, the the one thing that still like the that really just drives me nuts about that Raw Underground is the fucking theme music they play in the background. Just fucking is just garbage jesus christ can't you at least switch up the fair use music yeah do like another generic shitty theme the next week where does this lead i mean i mean where does raw underground lead is it something that we're just gonna have for the next year is this something we're gonna tune in and it's gone is retribution gonna set it on fire yeah i guarantee you that it's just gonna be gone at one point it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be what funnels guys to AEW. It's going to be the Raw Underground Railroad, and it's going to lead them to Jacksonville and get them the hell out of uh, WWE. Because when people are in Raw Underground, as it's when I said when it first debuted, as dumb as it seems to a lot of people, 
anyone that's been a part of it has looked better by being part of this. Dolph Ziggler looks like a legitimate badass. Riddick Moss, people now know who that guy is. Uh, what they've been doing with Eric of the Viking Raiders. I thought it's that one of those cool. things. Yeah. It's a it's a weird thing when they they did the they put the hurt business in it, they put the, the horsewomen. Anytime a real superstar steps into there, it's a nice way of making the roster look a lot more legitimate and badass than they do otherwise. So maybe it's a positive. I I, I don't know. I didn't even notice Ziggler the first time he was down there and then I remembered like, oh, he's like a nationally ranked college wrestler. Um, number three, what do you hope the WWE Thunderdome looks like? What will be more depressing, the WWE Thunderdome or AEW at 10% capacity? Well, I just watched a photo. I, I mean, I just saw a photo of, of uh, the underground. Scott, you sent it to me, right? No, no. I thought you Mike? sent it to me. Oh, maybe it was Mike. I, I, I mean, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, it looks better than uh, it, it has been looking at the – I mean, we'll see it in, in motion, but at least there's no empty chairs. Well, Dan, you think, have you guys? been watching the NBA? Is, this, is it similar to the NBA? Yeah, but well, it, it's weird. But, you know, you do get used to it in a way that you don't get used to empty chairs. The, the way the picture looked that was sent to me, though, I mean, it really does look like they are in, like, a virtual world. Like, they're fighting in a... Very Black Mirror-esque. Yeah, yeah. Like, they are actually fighting in a, like, future dome. Yeah, I'm um, looking at it right now. I mean, that I is all green is screen, kind of. My question is, is if it's live and the fans are watching it live, what type of noise do we hear from the fans? Like, could you hear a blender in the background? Could someone decide to pull their dick out? Like, oh, you will 100% see cocks. That's what I was waiting to say. This is going to be nothing but people trying to flash their genitals on TV. This and I don't know what kind of quality control they're going to have. Is this possible? I mean, the picture looks like it's just a bunch of, like, iPads propped up on sticks in seats. So I, I don't know how, if they can monitor a couple hundred screens at once and be able to black them out with five second delay. So yeah. if you get picked, yeah. You just, you just, for me, you just, you just gave me the uh, biggest argument for keeping these things around. AEW I mean, fans, uh, what do you have to do? Sign up for tickets or some more shit, whatever 2020 dog shit this is. Sign up pay for, tickets for tickets and show your dick and balls I will Venmo you $5 if, <laughs> if it's just a C. That would be cool, guys. It was C of Dixon Balls? Yes. Or the entire Dark Order. That's all the fans. It's just all people in Dark Order masks. Kenny Omega has PTSD. And it's like, this is how I started. <laughs> it just turns Jim Ross. Jim Ross just starts doing Blue Chew ads in the middle of the show. <laughs> I just genuinely don't understand the logistics. I don't know how it works. Um, but the picture does make it look cool, and I think it will make the show better, and I think it will be a bit of a ratings boost, and I think it'll make it a little more normal. And we could do cooler angles, right? I mean, it's in a giant place instead of uh, the performance. Well, Randy Orton is an anomaly in the sense that he's been able, him and Britt Baker, they've been able to make empty arenas work for their promos. But for the most part, you need an audience there so you don't realize how fucking stupid professional wrestling is. <laughs> like, if it's just you and your feelings and your thoughts and nobody's popping, you're like, this is fucking brutal. Absolutely. It's like Friends Without the Laugh Track. 
Number four, did the Fiend go babyface on Friday? Did you guys get a, a chance to see the segment? Of course. What do you think, Scott? I think it's perfect for every fan of the Fiend. That what changes him is like a moment of attention from a girl. <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. I hate it. And you know what's going to happen? She's clearly working with Braun, right? And then they're going to screw him. And then he's just going to like be even more of an incel. What is the, I, I hate this gimmick. <laughs> I hate what it's becoming. It's ass. Why does everybody still pretend they like it? It's not good. It, it failed, right? What, the, Smackdown. Uh, the, uh, the Fiend failed. This sucks. This the is fiend stupid. Didn't fail. The, fiend, the matches suck, but the Fiend, the gimmick didn't fail. People love How the gimmick. I figure this stinks. Dude, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand that you hate the gimmick. I, I have mixed feelings about the gimmick. I think the matches are fucking awful. I think no, but the storylines are bad. Look, I understand what you're saying. I love the idea of the gimmick, but we're all holding on to the idea of the gimmick and how cool the idea is. And then you like fantasy book it in your fucking loser head. But what's happening on TV is bad. It's bad. It's a bad gimmick. It sucks. It's a bad gimmick in the fact that nobody that has worked with Braun Strowman has, sorry, with Bray Wyatt has come out of it better than they were before the feud. That's where the challenge is. I think what he's what he's doing is really entertaining performance art. It's different. It's fun in a lot of ways. But anyone that gets sucked into a feud with him, it never works out well. You get shitty matches that nobody wants to see. You get put into really awkward storylines. And then you get whatever the end of SmackDown was, which was basically just Twin Peaks. Dude, with it, within the first year, he's like falling for a... Girl, this is trash. This is a bad gimmick. It's bad. I mean, it's Alexa. I, I get it. But... Oh, no, no, no. I get, I get that, yes. She's but, man, very good. Very bad. This. I understand that, it's, that it's, it's, it's kind of a hokey angle, but she's been great, I think. Especially, like, considering she's, like, acting with Braun Strowman, who, who may be the worst. I mean, he's... He's he's definitely not the least. He's a charismatic guy, but as far as like wrestling acting, I mean, he's pretty fucking bad, man. He's like he's towards the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. He's so bland and and whatever. It took me five minutes to realize he had shaved his head. <laughs> like all of a sudden, I was like, wait, was he not always bald? Yeah. The thing it's like when when a freak does something like shave their head, it's like, well, you still look like a freak. You looked like a freak before this. Uh, all right. It's, Number it's just, five. Yeah, Joe sure. Park gets pissed on. What did you guys think of the segment uh, as far as AJ Styles trying to do Steiner math? Uh, I, I, I kind of liked seeing Joe Park back in there. It definitely was shades of a TNA main event. Yeah, I, I, I like seeing him there. And is there a chance he'll wrestle? Am I, am I being crazy? Is there a chance he could, like, be a legitimate um, – do you think we could see Abyss or no? That's not happening. Does he own Abyss? Or I don't know. Company on Abyss. He he owns Abyss. Is this pot? So is it pot? I mean, is that a thing? We should do that. I mean, here Abyss, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that was the note that I had. I said this is if if this is Park on TV and the Fiend can corrupt him and bring out Abyss, but the problem with that is then it's Vince acknowledging somebody else's IP, and we know how well that worked with Matt Hardy. 
What like he just that. wouldn't let it happen. Um, though watching that segment, and it's just a, it's a it's a PTSD byproduct of working with Bruce. All I kept hearing was him pitching this to Vince. He's like, he's like, no, what it's going to do is it's going to spell out P I S S. It's piss. It's great. <laughs> And that's how he kept his job for another week. <laughs> uh, we'll take over the world next week, Pinky in the Brain. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was. Uh, I think the most you're, the most you can hope for, Scott, is Abyss is a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. I think that that's okay. I'd be okay with that. Thing well, that could happen. You know, I remember, and I never believed this, and I think he said it, but he said that. WWE years ago wanted to sign him and the plan was for him to face Taker at Mania. And yeah. I never believed it for some reason, but apparently this is true. Uh, I've heard the same that. thing. So you have heard that. Yeah, but he wanted to stay loyal to, to TNA. And the dumbest thing you can do in wrestling is stay loyal to a company. I mean, but when the offer is, hey, we want you to come in and work with Taker, uh, what, what a strange, strange thing. That's why it sounds so unbelievable. Well, I think this was around like WrestleMania 22 or 23. And that was like right around that period where TNA looked like it could be something. And then it just kind of went to shit. But yeah, I mean, you know, hindsight 2020, very poor decision. I mean, Scott, that's like trying to steal somebody from AEW to come over to WWE, <laughs> where you're like, these guys are white hot right now. But what we don't see is two years down the road when AEW is 90% dark order. And they're, you know, they're, they're getting bumped at two o'clock in the morning uh, opposite the 700 club. I, it would just make me like it more. I'm, I'm a loser, man. I like Dude, the feeling of staying up late and watching wrestling. <laughs> it's just, all right, number six. Let's, let's go to our, our, our lone, well, our lone AEW news. Oh, the 10 count. It was number six. It was Tino Sabatelli at Daly's Place with the candlestick. Uh, if you guys uh, didn't know, Chris Jericho accused the former NXT star who was on uh, who was on AEW. I believe he was on either Dark or I, I forget I forget what program he was. But he he um, accused him of leaking the Eric Bischoff news and said that there are spies from WWE trying to infiltrate AEW. I guess I don't know, man. Jericho's having fun. Do you, do you, yeah, do you, do you, yeah, it's got to be fun, man. When you go, how do you like modernize a heel for the internet age? Right. It's kind of, uh, you got to make people hate you in, in, in these kind of ways, you know? There's no way he actually thinks someone is spying, but that is a thing that will make people dislike you if you say a thing like that. Well, and it'll make some people agree with you. If, that, if this guy was, what a fucking bum situation man you like get fired from a company your like ex-girlfriend mandy rose is like all all over your all over their tv you get hired to AEW, just do a dark match disappear and then their top star accuses you of helping the company that just fired you yeah well you guys heard uh, the the apparent spoilers which now they're saying are fake i don't know if this is true have you heard no the spoilers that leaked all right i don't want to say it then i guess we'll just find out um Saturday sure. when we watch AEW, but uh, does, does Tino win the title? Who does Tino Sabatelli show up and win the title? Uh, it's something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Tino Sabatelli. He he's he fucking he's he he sounds like a uh, like a like a Tony and Tina's character, Tony and Tina's wedding character. You know, or 
Like it just, just it, it's. I mean, it is. It is made for WWE creative. So I get it. I do. You, um, this is a question I have, Robert. Was WWE like when you worked there? Were, were people ever concerned about like spies or stuff being leaked? And like, how how big of a concern was that? So I guess maybe two or three weeks before I started there, um, Stephanie had rounded up everybody's cell phone and checked it to see who they had been calling or texting or, or anything like That's that so to find out where leaks were. How the fuck is that allowed? Because it's company phones. They own the, they own the property for it, and they assume that somebody would be stupid enough to talk to the dirt sheets on it. Now, what I will tell you is at that time, there were writers on, on creative who were going to the dirt sheets to try to push the angles and the guys that they wanted and bury other writers and other writers' ideas. And they had their favorites, so they would use, you know, Wade Keller or something like that. Um, and and they, would, they would manipulate those guys. They'd say, hey, look, here's a piece of legitimate information that I have. And at the same time, I need you to put over this X, Y, and Z story. Then we, they actually got smart enough, we, we, the writers got smart enough about it that we planted a story about Randy Orton trashing a hotel as a legitimate news story to get him more heat with the with the internet crowd because we were pushing him as a heel on SmackDown. Oh wow. wow. And they and they ran because they don't, you know, they don't know when you mix in the 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 truth from the from what's not because they're not in the room. And that's why it's always funny when like Pritchard on his podcast always shits on Meltzer when everybody was on the phone with Meltzer telling him what was going on. Because you want to make sure that you're controlling the narrative. So that's yeah. what it is. I always wondered what, what a guy would get from calling Dave Meltzer and giving him juice. It, it depends. There's certain wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting you're not getting uh, Oscar Wilde style conversation there with Meltzer. <laughs> but uh, there were certain lower card wrestlers who would do it too. Um, I'm not going to say who the, who they were, but they they may have been members of the Blue World Order, um, and and they would. <laughs> constantly you know call up any information they have in the hopes that they can then push their own thing where it's like you know hey i heard x y and z is gonna happen on smackdown also this one superstar is really turning heads and i'd be like when is the, when did this guy turn people's heads uh and then it's like oh because he's the one feeding the information and everybody kind of figures out who it is the big thing that dirt sheets do is they're always like and i and i eat it up every time i buy it every time but when it's like vince is high on this person you know, and then, uh, you know, and then he'll give up on him in two weeks later. Uh, yes. Number seven, should WWE sign Daniel Cormier? That's a yes, yes. for me. That's a big yes for me. Yeah, you saw uh, the main event this past uh, Saturday night, Scott. I what, did, what I did. fucking heavyweight. Goddamn. He's so unbelievable, and um, he's just a star. He's like one of the greatest ever. Of course you sign this guy. Of course. Even, even if it's not even to wrestle, sign him to do commentary, sign him to do anything. He's so capable. But I, w- I, would, I would have him wrestle. And no matter what Daniel Cormier does, like as far as in the sport of UFC, as a human being, he still gets booed. So maybe you should have him go against Roman. Finally, Roman is going to get cheered for the first time ever. Robert? I think you bring Cormier in the way they brought in Steve McMichael. You put him on SmackDown on the commentary booth as the third man with, with Graves and Cole. And then if you decide you want to start integrating him into a storyline, he, he's knowledgeable about the product. He's a legitimate athlete. 
who has name recognition, which is going to make Fox very, very happy. And if all he does is prove to be a decent commentator, they win. If he winds up getting involved in a, in a storyline or two a year, even better. So I, I and and you need to somehow, on top of all this, replace the fact that they're losing Renee. Yes, that was the second part of this. Should AEW sign Renee Young? I, I personally hope she ends up at ESPN or something where, you know, her value goes up. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, she, with her, you know, you go to AEW, you're with your husband. You know, I'm sure the schedule is less brutal. Like. Fuck it. I think AEW has enough people holding microphones, interviewing right. people, doing commentary, doing this, doing that. I'd like her, you know, I'd like to see her do ESPN or something, you know, a little more relevant to, uh, you know, most people. But I also would like to see her, like, occasionally, like, maybe she does a pay-per-view, you know, maybe she does, like, special little things, special little interviews. That would be cool. I'd like that. I think, Scott, anyone they have holding a microphone, they need to fire and replace with Renee if it's at all possible. Her value is so – it's amazing how underrated she was with WWE because she is a, a professional broadcaster. She's polished. She's talented. She's passionate about wrestling, which is – you're not going to find that. She, she presents well on television, and she comes across as authentic. And there were so many things that WWE could have done with her – and they started and stopped a couple times. They gave her a WWE Network show, then they pulled it back. She was so great on Talking Smack. Yeah, Talking Smack was great. And if AEW got her as part of a larger package with TNT, and TNT used her for, for the NBA or That's used her how for you other get things. Her. That's how you get her. Boom. You, you, have her, you have her in a couple of different areas. I, I think her bigger potential is on one of the, uh, the main network's uh, morning shows, a Good Morning America, uh, a, yeah, a Today Show. Yeah, like her and uh, um, you know what's what, what's her name the 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 woman who replaced uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, who's on Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa. She could I could see her being like a like a less annoying Kelly Ripa or something. Um, I, and final question. <laughs> Should WWE drop Goldberg? I, I don't know. I just I, I didn't know what the contract was until this week. Uh, that he was like that he I guess until 2023 he's got two matches a year. Until then, like it's just. I mean, I just don't. I don't even know how the fuck that's going to work. I mean, you have the Roman match. I guess you have a match with Drew. You have a like, match with Taker. Uh, film it somewhere. <laughs> no, I they could actually get it right this time. Yeah, they could get it right. They could have like a barroom fight or something, you know. Finally, Goldberg does more than five minutes. Yeah, Imagine yeah. Though, like even at like five minutes of filming, he gets exhausted. Like it's just like a fucking. <laughs> How? I mean, like, do you do you see any do you see any benefit to this, Scott? Like signing Goldberg to a long term contract for a couple of years. I Am mean, I I think something. That's my question. It's so weird to me because I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, but when I remember that most people don't care about this, I go, oh yeah, Goldberg is like one of 10 names people might recognize legitimately, like one of 10. Right. Uh, and because of that, I go, yeah, there's value there. There's nostalgia value. But no, does it ever like work out creatively? Never once. Does it ever end up being a good match? No. And is it good for business in the long run? I don't know. I mean, do the ratings, do they go up when Goldberg is on TV? They didn't. They just, have. 
But they didn't. They have in the past. No. I think he's got value in the sense that Goldberg has never had a great match. And when you, what you want to see is you want to see him spear somebody. You want to, I mean, you used to want to see him jackhammer someone, but now I don't want to see him paralyze anybody. No. He's, he's good for, you can plug him in twice a year for something in the same way they were doing it with Hogan for years. They had him, you know, attack Muhammad Hassan, do the big boot and leg drop and everybody's happy. So there's always a slot you can put him in, and it keeps him out of yeah, but, AEW. Yeah, but the argument against that is like by getting those by by having those type of slots, like are you hurting long term growth because you're constantly reminding the audience that hey, our stars will never be as big as Hulk Hogan or Bill Goldberg. There will never be a star bigger than Hogan or Goldberg because that's by design with WWE. They don't want to give somebody the 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 ball and see what happens because they're they can't control them the way they used to be able to it's like the old like hollywood system in like the 30s where everybody was under a contract you had to do exactly what they said and then as the stars became bigger it's harder to keep them in in the barn that's the big challenge with the wwe you can bring goldberg in in a tag match with a younger guy and give him the rub and it's not going to be the end of the world i don't think that they will ever put the title on goldberg again Man, I hope not. Uh, number eight, it's time to go to Scott's New Japan Corner. Take it away, Scotty. Oh, yeah, boys. Well, this Friday, Jay White will be back in tag action on a New Japan Strong. That's that American show. So I guess he flew to the United States from New Zealand um, instead of flying. I, I, I've genuinely missed that guy. And, like, when he was wrestling, I wasn't – like, I was a fan, but I wasn't, like like, super into him. Yeah, he he got uh, he got good though. He reminds me of Triple H, man. He's he's a good heel, and he could tell. No, a story. he's very good. He's very. Yeah, he good. could tell a story. I I was just surprised. I don't know. I I I don't know. Like the global news, why would he come to the United States instead of Japan if he's? In I have Zoom? no idea what the travel restrictions are. Uh, yeah, that that's. I, a I don't know. Bit weird to me. Also, the uh, finals of the um, U.S. Cup are Friday. It's Kenta versus David Finley. So, I mean, I, I would hope Kenta wins because then Kenta's going to fight Moxley. Uh, oh, yeah. That would, that's a, that's or you get David Finley versus Moxley, which, eh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. And, uh, oh, check this out. So, remember I told you about that, that title that Okada thought up, the KOPW 2020 Championship? It's like mm-hmm. this tournament, and it was like this idea that the wrestlers would pick the matches and then the fans would vote on which wrestler had the best idea for a match. And like the one saving grace was like, Oh cool. Now I'll get to see like a steel cage match in new Japan or a TLC match. Well, here are the fucking options for the matches. Ready? So, uh, so fans get to vote. One of the matches is a uh, Kojima versus El Desperado. Ready? You could vote for Kojima stipulation, which is uh, you could only win by finisher. Uh, or Desperado's um, stipulation, which is uh, anything but a finisher. You can't use your finisher. Ugh. Which that is gold. That is this is this is the best New Japan corner ever. Then, then, ready, 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 ready. Toriyanu versus Bushi. Ready, Yanu's stipulation. Are oh, you thinking barbed wire match, table match, maybe even? No, Yano wants a two count pinfall, whereas Bushi. Wants a five count ring out match. Like five count, like if you're out of the ring for five seconds, you lose. These are the stipulations, guys. It's just like, look, the next time we want to complain about WWE, 
when New Japan tries to be WWE, it this is, is so like math brain. This is so like we're gonna have innovative matches, and it's like a guy has to uh, hold his head for ten seconds, and, <laughs> and then uh, say the alphabet backwards, so and then the ready this is Okada's match. Okada's match. Okada pitched this. This is so fucking stupid, and it makes Takahashi look like shit. So it's Okada versus Takahashi, and Okada is like, hey. Takahashi, I want to fight you in a handicap match where you could pick two guys that could fight me with you. And then Takahashi was like, I want a lumberjack match, but the lumberjacks have leather belts. <laughs> it's all so ass, dude. It's like they've never heard of any other type of wrestling besides bell to bell winner lose loser pinfall submission it's unbelievable Hold on. I, I i may have been hallucinating this but i'm pretty sure this is the same country that gave us the exploding barbed wire death match we watched a few weeks ago and now it. it's like the winner has to shake the loser's hand i know <laughs> it's fucking infuriating dude their, their u.s expansion has been like a fail from jump street i'll argue uh that with anybody i kind of hope that like mentioned. I hope this is like Vince Russo got a job at New Japan and he's just trying to overcompensate. <laughs> I just, just stick to what you're good at, you know? Fuck. It's just so, that's so insane. It's like they went at it. Like their, their rules are like the equivalent of like somebody going like, teacher, you forgot homework. Yes. You know, it's, yes. It's fucking fun thing I've ever heard in my entire it's life. It's like Cyber Sunday for like people who are actually into like cyber, like the numbers of creating websites. <laughs> you know, you fall. If you're into coding, you, you'll love yeah. stipulations. <laughs> All right. Number nine. It's time for the NXT TakeOver predictions, which is an even better time to pop our Patreon. Uh, this uh, this uh, Sunday we're going to record it. It's going to be out Monday. We're going to be talking about not only NXT TakeOver, but we're also going to be talking about uh, Dynamite, which is happening this, uh, this Saturday night at 6 or 6.30, depending on when the NBA game ends. But, uh, yeah, become a member. It's a, it's a blast. Let's get to NXT TakeOver, the card. You know, like like most TakeOver cards, it's, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> The uh, opening match, and I guess this is the pre-show, uh, which is uh, Legato del Fantasma versus Rizango versus Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch, number one contender match for NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, I'm gonna go with Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch just because I don't think they, you know, like they're gonna want to face team to go against a heel team, and Rizango already has been in that slot. What do you go? Who do you guys got? Yeah, I got the same thing. They're the only legitimate threat. They're genuinely interesting in the ring. Uh, and I'd love to see them win down the line. So, yeah, them. I agree. I think that uh, they're holding off uh, putting uh, Swerve on the pay-per-view so he can probably interfere to cost uh, El Hijo to tag Timo the, the shot. <laughs> that was... <laughs> uh, the next match, and this this probably promo of the week from Pat McAfee this past Wednesday on, on NXT. It was, it was a great promo. Uh, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Usually I'd go with Pat McAfee, but I think they're going to buck the trend and go with Adam Cole. Who do you guys got? I think they have to go with Cole. I think the one mistake they made, well, I don't even know if it's a mistake. It's just like a matter of what's happening. It's like in the promo, he was like, 
I only had two weeks to train. And it's like, well, that doesn't make me excited. That makes me worried. Yeah. Because well, even it, if you're any good yeah, at it, even if he's any good at it, I'm going to go, oh, you could be good at wrestling in two weeks. Like it's, it. Right. It's kind well, of a yeah, Wally, He's been training, I guess, for a couple of years now. Yeah. I, I think they're going to pull it off. I think it's going to be fun, especially because like, I mean, they could technically film it not live, right? They could. I, yeah, I don't know what the benefit of having a first-time performer film. Yeah, they could edge Randy Orton this shit. Yeah, but Pat's, I mean, Pat's a legitimate athlete. He's been training for years. He knows what he's doing. Cole can get a great match out of literally anyone. I think Pat goes over, and, and I think that the reason why he's going to win, and, and this will be my, if I'm right, great, if not, I look like an idiot. I, I think someone's going to turn on Cole. I think maybe it's going to be Roderick Strong. They, they need somebody to challenge for Cole. They haven't figured out what they're doing with the Undisputed Era. I don't know if there's a chance to make those guys baby faces, freshen it up, do something. But I think I can see Strong getting fed up with what's going on with Cole and turning on him and, and helping Pat win. Yeah, I see Adam Cole being their guy for sure um, as far as like the next big baby face. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. I mean, I, I got Io. You know, I think it's, it's – Yeah, Io every day. Io all day, every day. Robert, same? Yep. Bronson Reed. This is for the vacant NXT North American Championship. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, which who the fuck knows after that injury on Wednesday. Holy shit. Apparently he's fine. Oh, my God. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Versus Cameron Grimes versus Velveteen Dream in a ladder match. I've got Damian Priest just because that's the guy they seem like they have the most invested in. Uh, What about you guys? Anyone but Velveteen Dream. (laughs) Yeah, they're really going in on him now, right? The internet is not having it. Uh, Deadspin, um, a little bit before we started recording this tonight, dropped a, uh, dropped a story that was basically like WWE ignores, uh, you know, sexual assault charges and lets guy go on television. Yeah. Uh, so they're getting a lot of bad press. Well, I guess Triple H said that they investigated it, right? I mean, they did, but then the guy who supposedly was the, was the victim in this said nobody ever reached out to him from WWE. So it's it's gonna it's an ugly situation. This is why they should have kept Dream off TV for a while. That being said, I'm gonna go with Cameron Grimes winning here because I think that there's a story down the road with him and Finn to have a feud, and I feel like Grimes as the as the shitty chicken shit heel North American champion works. You can get a one on one match with him with Reed with Priest, and then eventually Finn can get his hands on him. Yeah, well that that makes sense. Scott, you already had Damian Priest, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do have Damian Priest. But, one, I don't understand why they had this tournament to see who's going to be in the match if there's this many fucking guys in the match. Because they realized they were going to do an NXT takeover without Johnny Gargano and, I guess, without Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it does make me wonder what's next for Gargano. Just because I don't think he wins this, and then what do you what do you do with him? Well, they're at a weird point where it's like, you know, when uh, when Velveteen Dream went over on Wednesday, I was like, well, that's weird. They don't want Balor in this match. I'm like, no, Balor doesn't want to be in this match. <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't want to take these bumps. Like once you have the title, 
you're kind of like, unless I'm going for another world title again, what's the point of getting a mid-card title I've already had? It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, the NXT Championship, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. I, I think it's got to be Keith Lee because he's, you know, he just won the title. But in any other circumstance, I, I, I would think Karrion Cross. He's like the mold of what they want over there. And and if not, he'll, you know, he will be on SmackDown very soon, feuding with, you know, AJ Styles or, or somebody. I, I think this match is obviously going to be like heavy storyline based. I don't see it ending clean, which is kind of annoying. If it does end clean, I would love it. If, if Karrion fucking kills him somehow, like, wow. Uh, if he like just beats him legitimately, like, Kind of like, uh, what was it? Lesnar did to Lesner Cena, right? Cena. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't want to see that happen to Keith. I think, because um, they have the pay-per-view the following Sunday, uh, I think they're going to have um, NXT on that pay-per-view as well to kind of push it even further. And so I think well, this well. is going to be screwy so you could get this match again a week later. I know, I know. Well, I really think that's what's going to happen, though. I think they booked themselves into a really bad corner here. I think the problem is Keith Lee's too early into his, uh, his tenure as world champion for him to lose the title. At the same time, you can't beat Karrion Cross. You, you could do a, a screwy finish, a, a DQ, something weird and cinematic and, and dumb. Uh, but then you run the risk of alienating people who like NXT because now more people are going to go tune over to AEW. You know, they pulled their biggest rating, the second biggest rating ever this week because they were unopposed. So people sampled NXT again, and they were like, oh, shit, I really do like this. And now they're going to watch TakeOver. And it's not even just TakeOver. It's TakeOver 30. It's a big branded TakeOver. And if they end it with a screwy fuck finish, you're going to piss people off who are not going to want to tune into NXT on, on Wednesday to lash out. But at the same time, you can't beat either of these guys. So they put themselves in a really bad position. And I think, unfortunately, the only way they're going to get out of it is they're going to book some sort of weird, supernatural, stupid thing that we're going to rant about on the Patreon uh, this coming Sunday. Make sure you subscribe. It'll be up yeah, Monday. I, Sorry. I think Keith Lee's going to go over clean. I, I don't know why I think that. I just – I mean, even they have to see that, like, you can't – you can't, like – you can't just job out a babyface champ this quick or, or have a screwy finish. You got to make them look strong. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be like a Keith can't finish the match type of thing. It's going to be a weird count out situation. Title. Um, number 10, SummerSlam predictions. Guys, we will be uh, covering SummerSlam on next Thursday's episode. We're not going to be doing it on Monday. So tune in next Thursday where we will. Uh, be telling you what uh, what we think, what we thought. Not only are we going to do predictions here, I want to ask you guys whether or not you're looking forward, not looking forward, or <laughs> completely fucking indifferent. All right? Hell yeah. All right. Pre-show, or not pre-show, this match, I guess it hasn't been announced, but they, they think it's going to get announced, uh, which is Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Who do you guys got? And are you Riddle. No. Riddle. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> well, I think I think the stipulation here is you can only use a nine count when you're doing a punch in the corner. So I think that's going to really change the complexion. Um, 
<laughs> no, because you know what? Corbin is a guy who thinks that he should be a, a, a bigger star in the WWE, and he's he's already been vocal about this kind of feud. I, I think Matt Riddle is great, but this is I'm glad they're just getting this out of the way now because feuding with Baron Corbin is like a bad rite of passage. Uh, Riddle will win, and I just I'm I'm done with it. Uh, Sony Deville versus Mandy Rose in a hair versus hair match. Who do you guys got, and are you looking forward to it? Oh, so, I want to say yeah. Pat. I want to say uh, I, I have Matt Riddle, and and I'm indifferent. Uh, as far as this match, I am looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be Mandy, just because I can't see Vince McMahon having Mandy Rose's haircut. But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll they'll go with the swerve. My 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 thing is, it's like, yeah, Sonya should get her haircut. It, it would actually, you know, help the character. It would right. go with it. Um. But then also it's like <clears throat> she was just recently almost abducted and then you're going to have her head shaved. It's like, <laughs> what a fucking week. I don't know. I mean, again, no, she'll probably like it, but it's like you're going to have her crying and squirming while she gets her head shaved. I'm sorry, Scott. Is this your first time watching a Vince McMahon product? <laughs> um, like if, if you don't, this is so up his alley of like, he's got to be 10 times happier now that he's like, everyone's going to be thinking we're going to, we're going to take it easy on Sonya. We're not, we're going to double down. I think she'll look, she'll look like a, a legitimate fight. She seems like the kind of person who's like, I will gladly shave my head for this angle to make it work. Cause she's very method. Uh, and the nice thing is because they're friends and this happens a lot when you're friends and you wrestle each other, you're more willing to, to be stiffer with one another. And I think they both want to try to prove that they can put on a great match. I'm looking forward to it. Genuinely looking forward to this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. United States Championship, Apollo Crews versus MVP. I am not looking forward to this match. No. And I guess they're going to put the title on MVP. Scott? Yeah, I, dude, I, it, it doesn't matter to me. I People constantly say that this is like the best part of Raw and that MVP is the best part of Raw. It's all, it's really uninteresting to me, man. It doesn't do anything for me because I know it's not going anywhere that actually matters. They're not going to be in like a legitimate storyline that's crazy. There's no world title in the future for any of these people. Um, so it just bores the shit out of me. Am I wrong? This is the best part of Raw, and MVP is the best part of Raw. I know people say that, but it, it, it feels also irrelevant. It's like it just it just feels like a rerun. Every time MVP's on, it just feels like a rerun. I don't care. I don't care what is happening with him. It's irrelevant because there's not a crowd. I think the, the work that MVP has put in would get legitimate heat at this point where anytime he would cut a promo, I think you would get long pauses of booze. I think he would, I think he would elicit that from them. And I think that what they've been doing has been spotlighting a lot of guys who haven't had a chance to really do much. I think the match with him and Apollo will be, will be fine. I think here, which I had said this the last time they almost did this match is where you're going to see somebody turn on Apollo whether it's uh, Ali or Cedric or Ricochet yeah. to join the Hurt Business, because right now the Hurt Business is outnumbered in the feud, which isn't good. You don't want your, your heel stable to have three guys. The babyface side has four guys. So right. either somebody's going to join them or, or turn on them, and, and that's why they're doing this match here, to put the title on MVP. I hope everybody turns on them. 
I, I, <laughs> no, if the group, I want the group to be big. If it's going to be a group, you know, I, I want Ricochet and Cedric in it. Just fucking yeah, the whole. Just have it be like the next incarnation of the NWO. I agree with both of you. I don't care, and I think MVP has been great. <laughs> Which sounds uh, that sounds like an oxymoron, but I, I just you know I think he's been very charming. His promos have been good. I just don't think you know for whatever reason you know it, it is what Scott's been saying, and it it does feel like they've done an iteration of this feud almost every week. Um, but I, I don't even know if I blame them or just fucking seeing the performance center. So may, maybe, maybe with fans, I'll have a different, I'll have a different the opinion. The dome will save everything. The dome will, we must praise the dome. Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. I am looking forward to this and I've got Seth Rollins. Scott? I cannot wait for this. I have Seth Rollins, but I think we will all, specifically Robert, become believers in Dominic uh, Guerrero Mysterio or whatever his name is. I forget the storyline, but uh, I think we're going to enjoy the hell out of this. And I, I, do you think this is also a pre-tape like uh, potentially the uh, McAfee Matt? No, you can't do a pre-tape because it's, it's live in the Thunderdome, Scott. You can't fake the Thunderdome. Uh, yeah. I, I, yes, I, I think, uh, as listeners know, I'm a huge fan of Dominic Mysterio. I think he's a great guy. Every storyline he's involved in, high quality. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, look, this, this is going to be fun to watch. They're going to use a lot of weapons, a lot of toys. Ray will be involved. I think Murphy will be involved. Knowing that there's a pay-per-view a week after, that's where you're going to get the tag match. So this feels like a, uh, a stopgap. They gave away too much on Raw. They gave away Dominic and Ray using kendo sticks, beating the shit out of Seth Rollins, which I think was a mistake. And you're gonna, you'll, you'll get Seth getting a, some kind of fluke win here, and then you can do Dominic and Ray against Seth and Murphy at payback a week later, and you don't need much to tell that story. I, uh, well, uh, yeah. Velasquez, though. Oh, my God. What I think they let him go, right? They fired him. Yeah, they, they did. They yeah. fired him or they shrunk him, and that's Dominic's physique. <laughs> like doughy athleticism. What about the Drake Maverick storyline, but it's Kane trying to keep his, his contract? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I do think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fucking blast. Apparently, Do, Dominic already has his new – he has like a ring name, and he has a new i guess he's already got gear so he's gonna be wearing a mask and shit all this will depend on how how fucking good this match will be will entirely depend on how dominic looks in his gear if he looks ridiculous it's over if he looks passable they may have a future start smackdown women's championship bailey versus oscar robert bailey uh, they're they're doing the the back to back. It's Bailey then Sasha. I think Bailey's going first. Sasha's going to help her win, and I think Bailey's going to retain the uh, the SmackDown title. I'm going to go with Bailey too. Although this this could be a match. I don't know. I, you know what? Fuck. I'm going to go with Oscar. Just 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 maybe Vince wants Bailey and Sasha to be the lead feud on Raw. I have I have no idea. But then what happens in in Oscar versus Sasha? So that's where it's the reverse. I think that Sasha's going to help Bailey win, and then Sasha's going to lose to Asuka, and Bailey's somehow going to not have helped her, whether she was 
she was hurt or distracted or something to further this division because then they have them defending the tag titles the next week. You can take the tag titles off of them and then finally do this Sasha Bailey feud we've been waiting for for, for fucking decades. Like, this is Zach's reason for living. <laughs> that's right, Zach. I, I love that, and I actually agree. I think, uh, I think that's the plan, and I'm excited for both matches. I'm excited for SummerSlam. I have hated every Raw of 2020, and yet every time a pay-per-view rolls around, I'm like, some crazy fun shit is going to happen. I think this is going to be, like, super storyline-driven. I think it has the potential to be a mess, uh, but I think it's going to be a good SummerSlam. These are, these are fun matches. I'd argue that SummerSlam is usually their best show of the year, like as far as the WWE main roster show is concerned. Because um, Mania is usually, you know, kind of hit or miss by the nature of how fucking long it is. All right, let's go to Universal Championship. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. I guess it's going to be The Fiend. Uh, no. I'm not no. looking forward to this. No, Braun beats The Fiend because Alexa Bliss is going to help him. And oh, then The God. Fiend is going to become even more stronger in future feuds because he had his heart broken, as well as all these other obvious issues he has. I'm so telling you, you this is what's going to happen. for their audience. <laughs> Dude, it's such trash. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Robert? Uh, I think Braun's going to retain. I think that the, the problem is... There, there's only so many people for, for Bray to work with, and Braun is kind of one of them. So Braun can finally end this feud once and for all, whether it's Alexa helping him and, and redeeming him and bringing him back to the light or some kind of nonsense like that. And then the, the only reason I'm thinking that is because if Braun wins, he can go on the feud with uh, Sheamus as a, as a main event feud for the next couple of weeks until they do the draft. If Bray wins... I can't picture a, a top-level babyface right now on SmackDown that can go against him that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. And, finally, and I don't want to see this feud go again for another month. No, me neither. And finally, for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I've got Randy, and I'm looking forward to this match. Scott? I've got Randy, and I think it's another thing that is going to lead to a fun match uh, the following week. Um, what that is, I'm not sure, but I do think Orton's going to win. Um, I didn't get to say this earlier, but I think the, this feud, it's like, it's not a Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton feud. It's just a, a, a storyline. It's just a Randy Orton storyline. It's and Randy God. <laughs> yeah, it's like Drew is kind of there, but like, this is just a story about Randy. Uh, and it's, it, I don't think it's done any favors for McIntyre at all, but it has made Orton look fucking awesome. I don't I've think it's hurt any... McIntyre. I, agree no, I don't think it hurt him, but it's like, you know, well, the Flair thing did nothing for McIntyre. The Shawn Michaels thing did nothing for McIntyre. It's just, it's consistent yeah, week after week of McIntyre not really doing much, in, in this feud at least. It's tough because the Randy Orton character is so interesting. Yeah, rules. He should have the title too. I mean, because that's even yeah. more fun. Like, who do you like? Who do you have? Who do you match with them that's as compelling as that character? I don't like, know. And then, and then have Drew win it when there's people. 
Yeah, Robert? I think I think that uh, Scott, you're right. I think Drew is kind of like the a, a prop being used to further the the Orton storyline. I think that uh, it sucks in a lot of ways that uh, that Drew's title reign is going to come to an end like this. I think they want to give him his win when he has a crowd and get that pop. Um, I think this will probably be where retribution comes in in some way, shape, or form. Whether they they help randy win or they attack drew or, or something to give drew the out the challenge is drew in all of his feuds that he's had so far when it was brock and seth and and lashley and dolph they never did rematches for them so he has a second bite at the apple for every one of those guys which makes the inevitable draft kind of unnecessary for him i think that orton winning the title and then going up against i'm guessing edge is Flair. the next place where this is going flair yeah David or Charlotte? <laughs> I, I think that I think it'll, it's it's kind of a bummer for for Drew. I think he's been fantastic as champion, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Orton will win, and they're going to do some kind of stupid finish with with Retribution to make you guys excited for for payback. Uh, the Holy week, shit, uh, that's the so later. funny. That's ex- you're right. That's going to be the big thing. That's why they Summer did Slam the whole is- thing with Drew at the yeah. beginning of Raw. Oh man, how did, I not, how did I not notice that? We're going to get a regular SummerSlam, and then the main event is going to be a retribution funky finish. Holy shit. I love wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll never see it coming, but you will see us coming to Patreon this Monday. Please become a member. <laughs> me, uh, but that is one of the that is like an OnlyFans advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Pay to see us coming this Monday. <laughs> Come on, boys. They, they How are, was that? I think that they're gonna have to like they are gonna have to deliver on the title, right? Because they've done that for every pay per view in the in the pandemic era, era. They've delivered on the title, so it's gonna be something. I mean, as far as retribution, the only one I, I think it could be right now is Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, my but. God. They're going to use the dome as a prop. Everybody's going to be watching the main event, and then every monitor is slowly going to, instead of some dumb fan on their gamer chair, it's going to turn into, like, a retribution thing or, like, it's all going to spell out something. Oh, it's going to be so bad. But they're going to think it's, like, a technical um, achievement. They're going to think they're about to win an Emmy or something. <laughs> I, I i will say that uh that it's 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 gonna be it, it's gonna be nice to not see performance center recruits have to stand for 10 hours oh i kind of i kind of like that i like to see who has the endurance and who can keep it up um, <laughs> like this, this is, that's how you're going to earn your push because shotzi blackheart cheered her heart out every week and now she's getting the big push on nxt <laughs> so you know for those of you NXT guys listening to our show, and I know that you're out there, uh, you know, you had your chance to cheer your heart out. and you, you dropped the fucking ball. And when you don't wind up on the main roster, you can go back on Raw and you can see why. Your <laughs> clapping was lackluster. Robert, who, what, do you, what do you got this week? What do you got to promote? Uh, I, will be, uh, I will be live tweeting and watching uh, definitely SummerSlam. I don't know if I'm going to be live tweeting and watching uh, TakeOver, but we're going to be talking about it on the Patreon. So if you want to hear my thoughts on it, you'll hear it there. You can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative underscore ISH. And just because it's timely, make sure that if you have not registered to vote, you, you get that done and, uh, and do all that. Because if you don't vote, 
you wind up with these stupid fucking New Japan stipulations, and nobody wants that. True. Scott? Uh, please go to ProWrestlingTees.com. We are selling a total F and Mark t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. Please check that out. Buy it. Cut the sleeves off. Look cool. Uh, and also subscribe to my other podcast, Garbage Days. That drops every Tuesday. Zach? Follow our Twitter at Total F and Marks. Like Scott said, buy a shirt. Like Robert said, follow the Patreon. Wash your hands. And yeah, become a Patreon member, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. It would really help us. Guys, we will see you on Monday or Thursday.